The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and I am here on location at the house of the Duke. Uh, <laughs> I am sad to say that, unfortunately, my wonderful co-host is not here with me today, but he will be soon, more in just a moment in the What's New section. But, Mike, how you doing tonight, big boy? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Uh, we are fantastic. You, you just screwed our guest over because I told him, don't talk until we introduce you. And you said, how are you guys? So now oh, he's sitting sorry. here. I'm he's, doing fine, Mike. Thank there, you <laughs> there, there you go. The, the, the unnamed voice you just heard will be joining us as a guest shortly. That's Duke Thompson, um, a fantastic friend of mine, and who's going to be, a, 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 I think, a very interesting and unique guest for us tonight. So I can't wait to get into all of that. But, um, Mike, I would say what's new. But I know what's new. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll, I'll lob it up to you, buddy. What do we have going on this weekend? Um, an impromptu wedding elopement. Yeah, thing. somebody would call it. Uh, some would say that they're eloping. Some would say that they're having a last minute party where they didn't share any details with anybody until like the last forty eight hours. Um, Mike was prompted to get on a you know buy plane tickets less than a week from having to be at the ceremony. So. It's a very, uh, I wouldn't call it a shotgun wedding. It's certainly not a shotgun wedding. They're very much in love. We are very happy for them and happy to celebrate with them. But it is a, can we say a surprise wedding? Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's, it's I am know, as well. It's going to be a, go ahead. Any excuse I have to come to Maryland, you know. That's right. And If and, they get married again next month, I'm going to be back there again. So. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Maybe they could get married every month this year. You know, the original plan was that they were going to get married in Dublin, Ireland. And Mike and I were going to make a trip across the pond to interview uh, some some of these wonderful bartenders and servers over in Dublin, which still might happen if we mm-hmm. you know if we can book some plane tickets. But um, for now, it'll be nice to have you back in town, buddy. We're going to have some uh, some podcasts that we're going to be doing in person, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm excited. Very excited. Nothing, nothing like being there so I can grab your thigh. That's right. <laughs> Seriously, get your shit together. Okay, lock that down. Lock that down right now. I don't even want there to be any tease about that. I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. And oh, it's there's distracting, no tease. It's going to happen. It's distracting. <laughs> um, no, we're really excited because on Saturday, uh, we are recording the very first session of Tits and Tito's. It is a new podcast series that we are doing with two of our most esteemed guests, Emily Uncle um, and Alexei. Uh, they are going to be doing a show of their own. Uh, the two of them are going to be doing a review show of our podcast where they talk a little bit about recent episodes and they jump off and talk about everything else or anything else that they want to, including shitting on me and praising Mike. I think you guys are going to love it. It's a match made in heaven. Those two are just naturals at this medium. So we're going to be, um, all the four of us, getting together in person to do a really special recording on Saturday morning. Um, what else do we need to update the people with? Um, we, we had a list, but you know, honestly, I'm just so excited to be back here. <clears throat> just so you listeners know, the last episode we actually recorded was in November of 2021. Yeah. So it is late February 2022 minute. now. Been yeah, a so minute. So it's been a minute. So 
you know, this is this is what we love to do. This is the fun part of the podcast. Yes. So I'm, I'm just really happy to be back here and, yeah, excited to get to know our guests. Well, since you teed me up there, I'm going to go through my checklist really quick. Number one, if you're interested in supporting the pod, we have some awesome merch. We have stickers um, that are going to be coming out in the next couple weeks, courtesy of our man Hooch and uh, one of our former uh, Steam guests, Megan. Um, she's going to help us with that. Um uh, that printing. We also have our full merch page up at Prodigy DTG backslash Bartender Rant. Get on there. Uh, the gauntlet design is up. It is fantastic. You have the ranch and blue cheese uh, team shirts and a bunch of other cool stuff on there. Obviously, follow us on all of our socials at BRP Drink Along. That's Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And a wonderful uh, a thing that I, I I'm very excited to add. Uh, please, please, please. Give us five stars on all those platforms. Subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. But whatever you do, whether you like the pod or not, please just hit that purple icon on Apple Pod. Hit that five-star rating on Spotify. Get us up the boards and get us into more ears of bartender and service people around the country so we can keep doing this, so we can interview bartenders in your neighborhood. Um not going to do too many other disclaimers. Obviously, follow the socials for all the updates on our industry night and new BRP jukeboxes that are dropping. And as always, you know, we want you guys to be healthy and happy. So at the end of the show, if you're having any issues with substance abuse, drinking problems, just need somebody to talk to, this is a tough business. A lot of people self-medicate, and as always, we have um, some resources for you guys at the end of the show that you can seek out. So um, that is... It. Let's get right into it, man. We have not recorded an episode of this show in almost two months. I've been dying to do this. It's a special, special guest to get us back, uh, back going. So, without further ado, here is Duke Thompson and the Dukeilas. All right, guys, we are here with Duke Thompson. How you doing tonight, Duke? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Good to meet you, Mike, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday at this great wedding here in Maryland. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you as well. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a blast. And, and Duke, thank you for inviting me in to the, uh, the, the Palace of the Duke, the Duke <laughs> Studios. Uh, the we are 1,400 on... square foot palace. Yeah, yes. that's a big palace. <laughs> we, are, we are on location um, at Duke's house. We have the Fire Raging, which I got to tell you, Mike, of all the places that you and I have recorded this shitty podcast, we have never had a wood fire going in the background. I feel like... I feel like old-time radio. Like, I feel like FDR doing a fireside it chat right now. This way. is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. So, um, anyway, Duke, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I, my I, pleasure. I have been bugging you for the better part of a couple months to come on the pod. Um, I think you were more motivated than most guests, and I was really dropping the ball. Mike and I were trying to get through the holidays and get our, our um, you know, our stockpile of episodes cut and out, but... Um, Really excited to have you on. My big question is, what really convinced you to come on? What What is the interest of joining the show and, and sharing some of your um, service industry experience? Well, I love um, I love bars. Um, <laughs> I, I love alcohol. And I, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, overdoing it or anything. But I really have always liked um, the whole thing about going to a club, a bar. Uh, I've been a bartender a little bit here and there. And I've uh, served beer at uh, stadiums for baseball teams yeah. and things and um, that's funny in, in that situation you only had to serve up to the seventh inning and at the seventh inning I'd sit down and drink beer because that's <laughs> what I could do so um, 
I, I just love the whole the whole world of um, of bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I love that. And I got I got to imagine a little bit has of that has to be uh, from your Canadian roots. That's right. We have a real maple native on with us tonight. Um, I feel like the when I was growing up, it was always like. You know the beer's stronger in Canada, and then I went to Canada for the first time, and I realized why am I under the table? And all these all these giant Norsemen are just like slugging pints of ale left and right like it's nothing. So I think it might be in your blood. Canadians definitely know how to drink, and um, I, I I was born there. I'm actually a dual citizen, and I grew up here in Maryland. But when I was in my 20s, I moved back to Canada, yeah. and when I did, I said to my brothers back here in Maryland. I said, boy, these Canadians really do know how to drink. And so, <laughs> we, what, were having, what a, we were having a good time. What part of Canada? Alberta, out west, near Banff and Lake Louise. I, I, I was born in Edmonton, and when I moved back there in my 20s, I was just about 90 miles south of Edmonton in a town called Red Deer, which is about 100,000 people. So it's not a little tiny village. It's mm-hmm. a good city. I'm, good I'm shocked that there would be a town in Canada named Red Deer. Red it, Deer. It, just, it doesn't sound like it fits, frankly. <laughs> Red but, Deer. Um, no, uh yeah, I mean, I, I think that this was meant to be in, in so many ways. We, we have been trying to expand this community and represent mm-hmm. more and more people. You know, the service industry is for everybody. Um, as long as you can take a joke, you can take a shot, and you're willing to work hard, you're welcome in this business. And um, so, so the idea that we could bring on somebody with a little bit of different perspective, uh, I thought that was really cool, man. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show. And... Um, you know, I, I guess I guess we can tell the people how you and I met. Is it, it was totally by chance. I joined uh, about what two years ago now, probably. One of the great sports of all time is yeah. pool. That's pool. right. We're on the same pool team. In fact, we have won the last three uh, sessions in a row. We, <laughs> we yeah. just won on Tuesday. You, you weren't yes, there. Yes, we are. You're go- probably getting ready for this or something, but we won. We so we are the winners for the third yep. season Thir- in a row. Three-time champs, and we're Three-time on our champs. way to Valley Forge here yep. in a month uh, to compete nationally. Um, well, congratulations! So, yeah, Duke and I, Duke and I met on the billiards table, but uh, uh, where our real friendship blossomed was at the bar. It was sl- <laughs> slugging pints of beer while we watched uh, our other teammates compete. And it is true. We all like beer on that yes, pool team. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it, my friend. And I'm probably going to say without further ado too many times because we have not done That's this pod fine. in so long. And I'm excited. I haven't done. I haven't put somebody through the gauntlet, Mike. In you do months. look really excited. In months. <laughs> so uh, let's get right to it. Let's talk about this drink that you brought for us tonight. It's your own unique concoction. I don't think I've ever had anything like it. So it's my, well, what is it called? It's, it's called the sorry, Duke, Duke Hila, Um My name being Duke, and it's tequila. So Dukeila, and it's um. Oh, I, I tell you, I researched what is the, the, the alcohol that's the best for you if you're going to be drinking, and um, tequila came up number one. So I said, okay, I'm going to try and figure out what to do with this. So then I got this stuff called kombucha, which is, um, here I'm looking at it, it's a the, probiotic. Yeah, yeah. So it's Nine a- million living probiotics in a bottle of, of this trilogy um, kombucha. So that's one, one of the things I mix with it. So it's one-third, the drink is one-third Patron Silver one-third kombucha trilogy and one-third club soda easy um, okay yeah it's very Simple. easy one-third 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 i try i do basically a shot and a half of each so it's um almost a double but not quite sometimes i'll make it a double okay or even a triple yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's called a dukeela and we had it on special 
at the bar that I own. I own a bar up in Canada. Oh, and we'll get into that. We'll oh, get into okay. That in a well, I don't want to get too far ahead okay, of ourselves, okay. but no. But in regard to the Dukeila, and I, Mike, I know you want to jump in. Mm-hmm. You did tell me that there was maybe you've tweaked the recipe over time that it used to have apple cider vinegar yes. in it, which I thought was wild. Like, well, just, apple cider. See, I wanted it to be healthy, so I, I researched with and, and tequila came up. Good tequila is the best. Um, alcohol it's also a natural probiotic and it's it's a natural great so then i got the kombucha and then um my mother has always been trying me to get me to drink um apple cider vinegar and i I tried it and it just a little tiny drop so i was putting just a little tiny drop in Mm -hmm. this tequila and you can but the last few times i've done it over the last month it has come too strong with the apple cider vinegar so i just cut it out of for tonight because i don't want because it kind of kills the taste. Okay, okay. Apple cider vinegar is a very strong, you know, Absolutely, ingredient. Yeah. So um, if you can put just a tiny drop, like vermouth amount. Yeah, it's just yeah. a splash. It'll give it that little zing. It just needs. a little zing. Yeah, okay. But um, I'm going to go without it for right now. Okay. But, but so yeah. for, you, for you listeners out there, make sure you mix up a double. You can leave yep. the apple cider vinegar out. Um, or you can put a drop in. Yeah. Or you can put a drop in. It's, it's a, it, this drink has um, its options. Yeah. You could just do a shot of apple cider vinegar and chase it with tequila. <laughs> That's true, too. Now, yeah. speaking of taking a shot of something nasty, if you haven't been following our Patreon, check out the bonus content. Mike, have our fir- Mike and I will probably have our first episode of Ranch versus Blue Cheese up here in in about a week or two. Sorry, that was a shameless plug. Mike, (laughs) did you have something else you wanted to ask about the drink before we make it? So first of all, Duke, you are an innovator and I absolutely love it. You're like, you know, I know alcohol is not super, it's not a very healthy lifestyle, but you know, how can I tweak this to, you (laughs) know, at least get a little bit more, you know, I'm gonna- exactly what I was thinking. And so I absolutely love this. I love that there's research that's gone into this, that tequila, and I also love now that I know that tequila is the healthiest alcohol. You good know, tequila. Like it's got to be good tequila. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But Mike's right. It does feel like you have a ready-made excuse for the next time you're you're just punk shit ass. What what did Amy call it? blind? The next time you're blind wasted, right? <laughs> and uh, and your girlfriend or your friends are looking at you like, come on, man, get your ass together. No, you don't understand. I'm I'm drinking tequila. It's fine. It's good for you. It's, <laughs> it's for my health. It's but, good for so you. additionally. Whenever Steve said it was the Duke Kila, my first instinct, my first reaction was, this has got Mountain Dew in it. Is he what thought I it was Mountain Dew and I thought tequila. it was going to be Mountain Dew. Because we've, we've, we've had some other drinks with Mountain Dew in them that we brought up on the show. So I was yeah. excited to find out that there wasn't any Mountain Dew in no this. No Mountain Dew, but, no, no caffeine. Because Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine, as I mm-hmm. understand. So there's no caffeine in this. But you don't need it when you have good alcohol, good tequila. Damn right. Absolutely. Damn right. Well, well, and then uh, the only the last thing I was going to say is I believe this is the first drink that we've had on the podcast that is a special concoction, and not just a twist on an on, on an existing drink, but this is uh, a drink that is completely made by you. you know Absolutely. What I mean? And yeah. I think this is the first actual very original drink that we've actually featured, so I'm excited to try it. Yeah, very unique. So. Well, Duke, you set the tone. Why don't you mix us up a few Dukeelas? I will do that. And, 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 while, and while you're doing that, um, I'm going to give a little bit of history here. Now, unfortunately, well, I should say fortunately, because Duke decided to go full mad scientist on us uh, this week and bring a drink that doesn't really have a history or a precedent, um, I thought it would be nice to do a little bit of cocktail history on the official cocktail of Canada. I like it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I researched into it. I thought that it was going to be something like moonshine or like, you know, like uh, something called like a moose knuckle. But I, I come to find out 
that the official cocktail of Canada is actually the Caesar. It is the distant cousin of uh, the Bloody Mary. Okay, it's also called okay. the Bloody Caesar. Very similar sort of drink. It's either vodka or gin. It's the same tomato juice, spices, Worcestershire sauce. The key difference, key difference, is clam juice or oyster juice. A lot of people will use clamata. So if you're one of our listeners from Baltimore, you'll recognize that this is a very common recipe to Baltimore's um, Bloody Mary because we like to put oyster, you know, oyster juice in ours. Um, I when I went deeper into the research, it turns out. Um, that this drink has roots way back into the founding of Canada. A lot of those first Canadian towns were seaports, were shipping ports. And so uh, the tomato juice and the clam juice are kind of common to a lot of different kind of beverages and drinks during that time. But the, the name for this cocktail and the actual official origin goes back to a food and beverage worker, a guy who was a dishwasher. Um, his name was Walter Schell. C-H-E-L-L. Um, and he invented the Caesar in Calgary, Alberta. How about that? How about that? Right where our, our boy Duke's from, Alberta, in 1969. Um, and since then, you know, the popularity of the drink has spread worldwide. Obviously, a lot of us still know it as the Bloody Mary, but the official drink of Canada, the Caesar. I thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. And I bet you they drink it at the Stampede, which is the greatest outdoor show in the world. You know, that's the Calgary Stampede. It's a cowboy show. Oh, they shit. have it every summer. It's world famous with cowboys. You may not have heard of it, but it's called the Calgary Stampede. Okay. They call it the greatest. It was a big old rodeo? Great, great big old rodeo. It's the biggest rodeo in the world. Is that right? Oh, yeah. The Calgary Stampede. That, that sounds like something worth going to at some point. Man. I can maybe. guarantee you that there's a lot of Caesars going on down there. Uh, maybe, we, <laughs> maybe maybe, in the future we need, we need to start making a list of the places we need to go because I'll tell you what, there have to be some pretty good drinkers around the Calgary Stampede. And, Mike, you know, what I, you know what's ringing in my head? I think the train. Have, Oh, yeah, there's the train. So, so Mike records <laughs> next to the train tracks. Anytime oh. the train rings, it's an all drink. Oh, okay. It's an all drink. Well, Perfect cheers, timing. gentlemen. Cheers, cheers. boys. I hope, I hope I did it justice, Duke. I hope you did, too. I'm sure you did. That's pretty damn good, my friend. Well, this is a strong one. You, you got a double. You got a double. And I got yeah. a double, too. Well, I, I, well so all right. We got, we got doubles. My, so. Mine's a double as well. So. Okay. That's pretty good. I, I know how to do it. I know how to do Any, it. It's, so, it is. Our tradition on the show is anytime Mike hates the train, I love it. Anytime the train goes by, it's an all drink for us and the audience. Well, you know, if you go out to Calgary, you ought to take the train, the Canadian train really? across Canada. It's an incredible trip. I would absolutely love to do that. That'd yeah, be life changing, man. From like I took a... Toronto or something. It's, really? Yeah. You know, it's and Canada is a beautiful country. That's wild. And then when you get to Calgary, you want to keep going into the Canadian Rockies and into. Uh, Vancouver, you know, all the way into uh, British Columbia. So that's just the farther a, territory west, that's right? That's all the way across. Right, right, right. Alberta's Al one from... Alberta's the second one in got from, it, got it, from okay. the Pacific, yep. My, my thought, though, with the Calgary Stampede, Mike, is I have to imagine with the world's biggest rodeo, there's some people there that have some good boilermaker stories. Absolutely. Some real drinkers that have seen <laughs> some shit. So we've been doing this new series that'll be starting to come out on our bonus content on Patreon. You're called just the, plugging away, man. Called, I am. I'm shameless. I'm shameless. Called the Boilermaker Tapes. And what we do is we're inviting people to join us to tell one great bar story. I like it. One great bar story. We have a we have a shot of whiskey and a beer and we and we really get into it on one great bar story. But um, we have a lot more than that for you tonight. Uh, Duke, now that we've got our drinks mixed up, why don't you tell me, uh, tell me in the audience a little bit of your background of how you got into the restaurant business. We call this our drinked in, 
Um, this is kind of how you first got into the business, maybe some of the different jobs you've held, like you know, you mentioned uh, doing sure. some stadium beer, and then yeah. where you are now in, in, in the business. Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, when I turned 18, it's interesting, it was the same year that the drinking age in this country went down to 18. It's Now it's mm. back up to 21, but not, I'm an old guy, so... I mean, I just have to admit that. So when, when <laughs> you don't have two people can't see. Theater of the mind, my the drinking age For all down, they know, you're 35 and just as handsome right. as when ever. When the drinking age went down to 18, and we all turned 18 in um, in high school, we said, "Man, we can go to the bars." So we did. As soon as in, on July 1st of 1974 is when it happened, and so you know, we were the first class or the first year of that the drinking age went down that's pretty cool so so and kevin he was in on that (laughs) he was in on a lot of those uh, bar jaunts but shout out so that was right at the beginning and then you know um i mean i went to school i moved to new york city new york city is the city that never sleeps um i had i mean all my friends i met at bars i mean yeah i'm 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 not a bar fly but i i love bars i love the people in them and anyway so I came back to Baltimore and I got a job selling beer at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. This, this is, is the old stadium, not the new Camden This is Yards. my dream job, Duke. This oh. is my dream well, it job. Was a, it was a great job. I loved it. I mean, I would go in there. And I, for Orioles games. For Orioles games. And yeah. I had to work my way up. At first, they gave me Cokes to sell. And I said, listen, I don't want to sell Cokes. I want to sell beer. Uh, finally, I got up to beer level because you have to have seniority. And I was selling Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'll tell you, the the... the Drinkers of Pabst Blue Ribbon, they're some of the greatest people. They would be waiting for me, and they would call me from two sections over if the other Pabst guy wasn't there. They knew me. I was Mr. Pabst Blue Ribbon, and <laughs> I did that for the entire year of 1984, which was happens, happens to be the same year that the Orioles were the reigning world champions. That's right. Because That's right. they won the World Series in 83. I'm sure the money was flowing for the, the beer money was vendors flowing, that year, The tips huh? were good, and... Um, and I, you know, I, I love to drink beer, so I only had to sell beer until the seventh inning. And at seventh inning, I'd turn back in my, my tray, and I'd take off my smock, and I'd sit down and have a beer um, and watch the last two innings of the game. So um, that was great. That was great. Then I moved to Canada. Um, this is in my 20s now. And um, there was this one bar that we really loved. It, was, it had pool tables in it, had great beer. I already love it. <laughs> you oh, said it, pool it, tables, and, and that's all I needed stage. It had a stage, it had a piano in it, and I'm a piano player, and it went bankrupt. What, what was it called mm. when it you were It was called it? The Vat. Okay. And nice. it went bankrupt, and so me and some friends at The Vat, we started going to other places and say, well, what are we going to do about The Vat? And I said, and somebody mentioned, he just said in the bar, he said, well, Duke, why don't you and Terry um, – try to reopen the vat, buy it, because it went bankrupt. And I said, well, how in the world are we going to do that? And Terry said, well, Duke, I just won the lottery. And I said, oh, <laughs> man, now that's pretty good. Hold on, said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, 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 you're blowing right by something here. Let's back up for a second here. Um, I've had a lot of drinking buddies in, in my day. You're looking at one of them, all right, on the other side uh, of this, this uh, camera here. Now, he and I used to go to a bar called Auto Bar, which is still in business. That was our that was our vat, man. Okay. It had pool tables and karaoke and, yeah. and you had to pay in cash and they kept they kept your uh, your tab on written cards so they would lose drinks all the time and lose your tab. It was <laughs> and amazing. They had metal shows it was in, the, a, in the downstairs. Oh, they had metal the shows. Video. Oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Where and was this place? Right down in in, uh, in Charles Village in Baltimore. Okay. And it was here's the thing. 
We lived on 27th and Maryland. The bar was on 26th and Howard. We could, seriously, we could walk out of our house, stumble down my steps drunk, and then we'd be at the front door of the bar. It was fantastic. And then stumble back. Yeah, and stumble yeah. back, too. It yeah, was awesome. Exactly. A lot of nights we didn't even make it back. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a good place. But if, yeah. if Mike had told me, Steve, auto bars for sale, and I just won the lottery. I would have slapped him <laughs> yeah. so hard in the face. I would be like, "Don't joke with me. Don't toy with my emotions <laughs> like that. I'm fragile. I'm fragile." So let's back up. What? How does Terry win the lottery? Well, he. I, I mean, so I don't really play the lottery, and I didn't know he had won the lottery. Um, I, I was. I, you know, was there in, in Alberta in Red Deer. I was teaching at he the college. He was keeping it close to the vest. He was keeping it close to the Which best. Which is a smart thing to do. Had he played by Terry. Terry's very a smart, smart guy. Very smart yeah. thing to do. But then we were all, the bat shut down. It went bankrupt. So we were at another place, which was okay, but it, we didn't like it that much. And somebody mm-hmm. just said, and, and he said, Duke, why not you and Terry? And, and Terry said he won, he, he just won, he won $100,000. Okay, not a huge lottery thing, but it's pretty good size of money. Yeah. And um, so I went back to my wife and I said, listen, um, there's a proposition that Terry and I buy the VAT or, or reopen it and bring it out of its, you know, bankruptcy, but it's going to be 50-50. So I need to take a second loan out on the house. And she said, absolutely not. And I said, well, now, Louise, of course, we're going to do this. we got to do this. This is something that I really want to do. This is a man's dream to own a bar, especially in my dream. So she finally said, oh, okay, but listen, it's all on you. So I took a second loan out on our house, and Terry and I each put in X amount of dollars, a lot of money, and we opened it. We, we jackhammered out so much of it and put in a new stage because it's a, it's a live music place. It seats mm-hmm. 200 people. Damn, and, wow. I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, it has a, the pool room is one where the bar is, and then in the back room it's another bar and a great big stage. And Holy the, shit. The ceilings go – I mean, we, it's called the VAT because it's in what used to be the Carling Brewery, Carling Black Label Brewery. That's the building that it's in. And in fact, the room where our bar is was the vat, where the vats were, the beer vats, oh, cool. when, they, when they brewed okay. the beer. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah, sweet. So that's, why, so that's why we didn't want to change the name when we mm-hmm. pulled it out of bankruptcy. We just said we want to keep the name. That's beautiful. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah that's, a, so. that's a very classy move by you two. Seriously. Well, yeah. And, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of city folk would have come in, bought that place, Slapped a Ruby Tuesday sign on the yeah, front exactly. and, yeah. and, and ruined and ruined that bar, and it probably would have changed hands ten times over the next ten years. And and I, I love that you guys kept the name. So yep, yep. yeah, and it's still in business. It's still in business. I love it, man. Twenty That's awesome. twenty three years now. We're still in business. Now I moved back here to Maryland, so I don't have a whole lot. To, well, I never did have things to do with it running it, but I'm half owner. So um, nice. you know, I whenever I go back up there, last time was before COVID, so it's been a while, but. Um, I'll be looking forward to going back up as soon as I can. I, I promise cool. you this. We will be at the VAT. The VAT. Uh, one day in the very near future. That is that a trip that awesome. we have to take. And here. your drinks are on me. The oh, owner can right. do that. Right. I love it. I love Don't it. Don't threaten me with a good time. See, hey, that's, gotta, what, that's what we really use this pod for is to weasel our way. To <laughs> I, I've got to ask, uh, what kind of music do, typically comes through there? Well, it's called a blues club. But, oh, cool. um, I mean, cool. we, we have everything. I mean, blues rock i mean um um we have a bagpiper that comes in with a rock band oh, um, um i mean acdc well, did it you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no it, it's all kinds but it's called a blues club um cool. but it's it's all kinds of music and there's a piano in there one of the first things we bought when we reopened it was a piano because i'm a piano player and i you know play the piano all the time 
How many times do people ask you to play piano, man? Every oh my god! Well, almost every time I'm there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I did play it, and I did play it, <laughs> and, 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 and it brought me some tips. And, and when yeah, you, there you go, some bread, right? And yeah, when you obviously there. get when you obviously get sick of playing piano, man, as every piano player does at some point. Um, what do you do to, to, to turn these people away? Do you give them a cons? You say, look, here's a free drink. Leave me alone. I'm not playing. I don't do 80s Joel, sir. No, no, no. I'll say I'll get to that in a minute, and then I play Mozart. <laughs> okay. And they love Mozart. It's amazing because I'm thinking that's gonna, they're going to go. But they sit there in silence and stare and watch and cheer even more than they do really? for, for, for Piano Man. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's got to be awe-inspiring in some way. You well, know I'm a I mean? classically trained pianist, so, so yes. that's, wow. that's what I'm trained to do. But what I really like to do is classic rock, like Piano Man roundabout by yes you know nice. knights in white satin of the moody blues Very stairway cool. to heaven of led zeppelin those are the yes things that all I right do. Well, I, we're coming out we're coming yeah. out you gotta play you gotta be there to play piano so, and uh, get us so some free drinks yes you don't sounds know. like my kind of place yeah <laughs> it is mike's kind of place you don't know this yet dude but and and i think you guys are going to become fast friends on saturday night at the elopement but um mike is the most the, the foremost music aficionado in my life. I mean, this is a guy that constantly, when I'm with him, has new music, has stuff I've never heard, has turned me on to so many things. I mean, I still remember to this day the first band you ever introduced to me was Eagles of Death, Death Metal. And I was like, mm. well, that's a stupid name. And then I started listening to him. I was like, oh, my God, I love this band so much. Yeah. So you two are going to, I think, really vibe on the, on the uh, music historian uh, kind of round. Yeah, I mean, I sure. Think that you, sounds You both good. have such a reverence for that. Looking forward to it. Looking and, forward yeah, to absolutely. it. And it looks like we have a, a little, another guest joining us. Yeah, What's Dakota, this? my dog, my she's she is a flat coat retriever. She's a rescue. A flat coat retriever is a cross between an Irish setter and a Newfoundland hound, and uh, she's one of the great dogs that I've ever had. I've had dogs all my life, but she's right up there with the top. She's soft nice. as hell, and she's adorable. She's, she's, right got, she's got safe eyes. And, and she let Steve in this house. That's so that right. Was, she she allowed go. me She allowed me to come in and record the pod in, in the Duke Palace tonight. But I'll tell you, this is now, I think, our fifth dog on the pod. I'm Very not ex- even keeping count. Anymore. I have been keeping count for you. You know, it, hopefully we get up to 12 and we can do a doggy calendar. All the dogs there that have been go. on the pod. But um, happy go. to add... Dakota the mix. Good dog, Dakota. Yeah, she's yes, a great dog. Yes, you're a cutie, aren't you? But all right, that's cool, man. Well, I appreciate you giving us kind of a look at, uh, you know, really how you got into the business. I'm forever jealous that you got to serve beer at Memorial Stadium. To this day, one of my dream jobs is to be one of the beer runners at at Orioles games, work a whole summer. Um, there's a couple reasons. One, they look like they make decent money, right? That cash is flowing. You, you do. Number two. I have crazy energy. I have been described as a spaz more than a few times in my life. And number three, no one is louder than me. I was born to scream and yell at the top of my lungs. And that's what you need to be able to do. That's right. If you're selling beer in a stadium. If You know what? I don't think any of my former grade school teachers or high school teachers listen to this pod. But if they did, they're rolling their eyes because they know how many times they said, Steven, inside voice. <laughs> and that's the type of job where you don't need one. I used to. I used to tell my high school uh, principal I'm going to be uh, one of the Orioles beer vendors one day because then I don't have to use an inside voice so anymore. So do you have a signature call-out? For me? Yeah. 
Well, well I, I I actually want to switch this question to Duke, but my signature call uh, call out would be just the classic beers here, beers here. Nobody's faster, nobody's colder. Beers here. That's what I would do. <laughs> no, I just had the typical one: ice cold beer here. Yeah, oh, that's would, solid. Uh, ice cold beer here. Very and, solid. And when I was doing the um 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 Pabst Blue Ribbon, PBR, and that's all you had to say is PBR, <laughs> that's because it. the PBR people they they, they were, that's that's then, all they drink. That, that's all they They're drink. They're loyal. They won't touch They're Budweiser. Loyal, they won't sure. touch Strohs. They had Strohs back in that day. They won't touch any of the other Schlitz? beers. Schlitz, little Schlitz. Schlitz was up in the in the scene. In that Schlitz was in the scene. But no PBR, PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon. My dad was a Schlitz drinker. You know, I drank Schlitz. Yeah, when we first, you know, uh, when we first moved to uh, Baltimore when I was a wee lad, we went to a few uh, games at Memorial Stadium before they shut it down and opened yeah, Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I still have very strange, uh, foggy memories of being a young child at Memorial Stadium. Well, maybe That's, you were there in 1984 when I was, maybe I was well, your I wasn't born server. yet. Then. Oh, he was, he was I, a twinkle I, in his father's eye. I wasn't, even, oh, a twinkle. Okay, I wasn't okay. even a twinkle in his ball sack at that point. I, my parents <laughs> got married in 84, my now, friend. Now, make, a, make us feel really bad and tell us how much did a PBR cost when you yes, were Yes, yes. Oh, you know, these you are know, the questions, I, well, Mike. Let me tell you, um, the, the, the test to be able to be a beer vendor at Memorial Stadium, you had to be able to do math quickly. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. right? And so, you, so somebody cash. ordered three beers, um, you had, and they gave you a $20 bill. You had to know exactly how much change to get them. I really don't remember, but this is way back in 1984. It was way more than it would have been at a bar, but mm. that's just the way it was. But what do you I, I, I have, if I've, you had to ballpark it. <laughs> ballpark. In 1984, yeah, nice. I'm thinking it was probably like $1.75. God, God see, damn come it. on. You can't, get a, you can't even get a beer at a no. bar or a concert no, for like at that time, $10 But at that time, at happy hour at um, a bar, at least a bar I went to, um, a, a draft beer was 25 cents. Oh, wow. <laughs> So this Mike, was we this was a dollar seventy five. So this is seven times more expensive than a happy hour draft at a bar. Well, no doubt. I mean, I was just uh, you know, I went to a bunch of Orioles games this past year. It was one of the cool things that, as COVID kind of eased up, you could do a lot of. And um, I'll tell you, uh, the cheap beers, the cheap beers at at Camden Yards are like nine fifty. Oh, I know. Exactly. Oh, it, those, are, those now they got craft beers. They got stuff that are ten, twelve, eleven. You know, uh, all this money. But uh, O to be. You got to take a lot of money to go to the Camden Yards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. O to be a child of the seventies and eighties. By the way, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney is coming to Camden yeah. Yards on June the twelfth, and the tickets go on sale tomorrow morning. Not only is Paul McCartney coming to Camden Yards, but guess who's bartending the event? That's right, your man sitting right here next really? to you. I happen to know the man who's organizing all the bartenders for the event, and oh he asked me if I would guest bartend. Oh my uh, god! So, That's so not really only am cool. I going for free, I'm getting paid, bitches. Very man. nice. That'll be fun, man. Very excited. Very excited. I'm a but, jealous right now. Um. Okay. I'm gonna freshen up my Dukeila here. You do that. Right. You do that, and I'll give you a little, uh, little air time, a uh, little, little leeway. Um. But that was a fantastic background. I mean, like, what are the odds? That as you're thinking about buying your favorite dive bar, your best friend just won the lottery. Wins the fucking yeah, no. lottery. What are the odds? Yeah, of I that? know, so, I know. I, it, it was amazing. I, my eyes just kind of went wide, and I looked at him. I said, "You won the lottery," <laughs> and um, he says, "Yep." Did you start drooling? I, I think I. No, would. I ordered another beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one was on him, right? Yeah. Let's talk about right, this. Let's so. talk about this. All right. Well, without. I'm not going to say further ado. Without further ado. No, without 
any more hot air spewing out of my mouth. Here is the gauntlet. All right, Duke, you have made it to the gauntlet. I have you know, not just been excited to walk you through this, and I'm so happy you came prepared. Duke not only has notes, Mike, they're typed and printed out in front of him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, show, show Mike. Show Mike right now. Look at this. Look at this, man. I love this guy. Oh, that, uh, you, that, you're more prepared than I am. He's you more, make, it makes he's me more so prepared happy. Than well, I don't want to forget my story. I love it. You're more prepared than most of our guests. So I, I have not just been excited to put you through this, but also because we have had such a big gap since our last recording. So, um, Duke, question number one. Pet peeves and misconceptions about the service industry. These can be your pet peeves about customers, about other uh, employees in the bar business, or just misconceptions people have about the bar industry? Well, I, I mean, that's a tough question, and because I, I, I'm mainly speaking as a bar owner. Yeah. I mean, I did bartend begrudgingly a few times <laughs> when we got busy, and, um, and whenever I was behind the bar serving drinks, I really wished I was on the other side of the bar drinking drinks. Yes, but yes. but anyway, so I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give a, a great answer to that. But I think the main the main thing that I didn't like um, is that some customers would treat the servers, and when I my myself was a, a bartender and serving, treat us as servants. And now that doesn't always happen, and it's, it's the minority, the big minority. But when they do that, then I, as the owner of the bar, I had to, I could handle myself, but I had to look out for my staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was tough sometimes. The Hells Angels came in uh, in the very beginning really? of our existence, which really upset us. I called the RCMP, that's the Canadian Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The it's people the, with the red jackets and the. The lumpy thing. Well, no, that's the old. That's the old. Do um, they come uh, on horseback? (laughs) (laughs) But they are still called that. They are still called the RCMP, the Royal (laughs) Canadian Mounted Police. But um, we finally got rid of them. But when they came in in the beginning, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Blue Angels, who are correct me if I'm wrong. Hell's Angels, bro. Hey, Hell's Angels. Okay. For, I can't, the Blue I, Angels fly planes, my yeah, friend. Hell's okay. Angels. Look how um, excited he is. He's all uh, no, no, Hell's I, Angels I, can be tough. Yeah. Oh, no. I love that even more. So, because that's, that was, that's, that's incredible. So, the Hell's Angels came. So, they were raising a little hell. Sorry. They, they came on our no, opening okay. weekend. Our opening weekend. They knew about it. They were looking for a bar that they could call their own. You know, oh, they, their yeah. place. They were trying to come. Like essentially claim your not bar. buy yeah not buy it but it would be their like bar. claim it as a hell's and Angels. they came in and they gave big big tips to the good looking girls they they uh, gave Terry the other owner and I uh, a lot of shit um, basically what's what some of the shit we're talking about here? well they went up to Terry when he was sitting there on the very first night and the one guy went up and said. I don't think I like you. And he put his, his finger up and started flicking him in the forehead. And I'm standing over there and I said, and I said, and I, I didn't know what to do. And Terry said, Terry just waved his hands. He said, Duke, just, just, just step back. <laughs> so then I decided, okay, I'm going to make this bar a place that they don't like. So I went up to the stage and I said, all right, pull out your tickets, everyone. Whoever gets number 2133 
wins a bag of tea. And, <laughs> oh, who has that? And so I try to make the Hells Angels think this is not the bar they want. Like it's a little soft? It's a little too soft it, It's for a them. little bit too queer or whatever. <laughs> and it, so, this and is genius. I, I, no, I, no, I did that on the spur of the moment, and then I kept doing it, and they were looking at me, and, <laughs> and Terry was no longer being flicked in the forehead. And um, they started to leave, but they came back for a few more nights. But then I had the RCMP in, par- in cars out in our parking lot, and that's how we got rid of them. We, really? made, we made it seem like a queer bar, or not queer, but a, a, a pansy bar. And, and, and we had RCMP. Yeah, 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 got some cop presents. We got some cop presents. So that's how we got rid of them. But anyway, about misconceptions, I mean, they were great to the female servers, um, they were not good to the mail servers. Um, I, I, I just, I, I just think that some customers, not even Hell's Angels, think that servers are, are servants, yeah, and they're not. Yeah, yeah. They are your friends, and yeah. and the more friendly you are to them, the, the better, the better service yes, you're going to get. Yes, that's exactly. what seems to be lost on. So many assholes. Exactly. That and walk and in so that's a misconception by uh, a lot of the customers. Can not, I, not the majority, but the minority. Yeah, can like I you said, it's a, it's a minority. Absolutely. It's a minority. Yeah. I, it's a I minority. I would imagine, imagine most of those people were from out of town because Canadians are famously polite. And I actually, I deal with some Canadians um, through my through my work, and I'm always, I, it, it never, it, it's always so refreshing when I talk to them on the phone because. They are incredibly polite. Every single one that I've dealt with, it's just it, it's it's incredible. So yeah, yeah, I, I know yeah, we, we 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 almost we criticize ourselves as being too polite. I mean, you know, oh well, what can I do for you now? Oh, are you okay? You know, I mean, I mean, Canadians are almost too polite sometimes. But no, I I, I, I hear you. So but, I got a, I got one question. Yeah, for you sure. Here. Um, of all the times that you begrudgingly bartend, <laughs> okay, bartended at, at the vat. Please tell me that there was one time where somebody griped to you um, or wasn't uh, being too kind to you and said, I'd like to see the manager, and you just did a three, 360 spin, here, you know, and just looked him right in the face. How can I help you? Well, I, I'm the owner. Well, I'd like to see the owner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the, the only time I can think of just off the spur of the moment with that question is I was, you know, there kind of monitoring the servers and, and just trying to make sure – uh, customers were getting their drinks, um, you know, in, in, in a good amount of time, and they weren't waiting too long. And we were fairly crowded. It was a happy hour on a Friday night. And um, so I was kind of helping uh, pour draft beers. We had these great big, nice 18-ounce um, beer glasses. And so I was serving them and handing them out. And anyway, one person thought I was, you know, the bartender or the server, and he, he said, when I gave him a beer, he says, hey, come over here. And so I went over, and he goes, Look at this. Look at this beer glass. There's a big, long black hair along the side of it. And I said, oh, well, listen, sir, I'm really sorry about that. I'll take this from you, and um, I'll get you another one. So I went and got another one, and the hair was on the outside of the glass. And this is when I go in. Anyway, so I brought him his beer. I said, listen, let me know if there's any other troubles, you know, during your stay here, and, and thank you for coming to the vet. And then I took the beer that had the the hair on the outside of it 
Pulled it off, and I drank it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell me you did it right in front of him, not Rick. No, I did not do it in front of him. I did not do it in front of him. I would have stared right into his no. soul. No, He's no, a professional. No. I, I, I can already tell Duke's got some class, Steve. Something he you does. and I both are lacking. Again. Right? You want your customers to come back. That's right. You well, want well, your that's customers why you, to come that's back. That's why you've been in business for 23 well, years. Well, that's maybe, right. That's right. Maybe what we really need to do is is stop calling Canadians too polite and, and just let – and just really label it. They just have more class than us, uh, American <laughs> Southerners, us down to the South, you know? So, um, all right. So best tips, number two, best tips and worst tips. Tell us kind of any stories you have about the, the, the highs and lows of the tip game. Okay. Well, I'm going to go from two sides of this. Um, yeah. First of all, I was, I was a teacher at, at the college in, in, in Red Deer up there. And I would go to the uh, Rathskeller which was the college bar. And there was this one guy who was a server there. He was so good. Um, I think his name was Bryce. But anyway, um, he was so good. And I'd been there a few times. And, but he was just, he was so, he did everything right. And he was always checking on you. So my bill this one night was like $40. And I decided, I, I was feeling really good. I, I decided to leave him a tip of $140. So I did so. And he immediately tried to catch me as I was walking out the door. He said, oh, I can't accept this. And I said, excuse me? And <laughs> he said, no. I said, he said, you've broken the record. This is the best tip that anybody's ever. I said, I, that's not why I did it. I did it because, you know, I'm feeling like you, you could, you, he's a student at the college. Yeah, you, yeah. And, you, and you earn this. Yeah, you, you, earn this. you earn this. I mean, I don't do this all the time, but I do. About once a year, I'm going to give a pretty good tip, and you just got it because you deserved it. Nice. So anyway, that was the one side of it. Now, uh, the tips on the other side at the VAT where I was serving beer and pulling hairs off the outside of glasses and drinking <laughs> Dealing those and, beers. Dealing and kicking out Hell's Angels. And kicking yeah. out yeah, Hell's just, Angels. Yeah, you know, just a regular day in life. Yeah, regular know? day at work. <laughs> And cleaning up the women's bathrooms. By the way, cleaning up bathrooms, you know, I was the one who had to clean up bathrooms on Saturday and Sunday mornings, which were the worst nights because that's of Friday night of and course. Saturday night. Yeah. And the women's bathrooms were, my God, so much worse than the men's. I mean, the men, would, the men would pee on the floor and pee on the – but the women would puke back there in their toilet stalls <laughs> and they'd leave their you-know-whats and try not to clog up the toilet. I mean, the, I the feel women's I'll, thing was so much worse than the men's and I did that ladies. for two and a half years. I feel oddly vindicated right now. <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel that way? Why? I don't... I, I, I just I, think it's because men get a rap for being yeah, gross and everything. Yeah, and, and thank you. Ladies, we're, everybody's gross. Just God accept damn it. We're, right. all, we're all just a bunch of animals, all you right? You poop too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so anyway, I'm not sure how I got off on that tangent. But as far as the best tip I ever got, um, I was there at the VAT, and I was, you know, helping people out and doing my thing. And then um, there's a, the piano is there, and so I had a little bit of time. So I went over and sat down and played the piano. And, and Mike, I don't think it was uh, Piano Man. Uh, I think it might have been Roundabout by Yes. Great song. Yeah. It was a great tune. And I had my own arrangement of it, Piano Solo, and I played it. And I played a few other tunes played some Beatles. I played, you know, I, I, I played for about 20 minutes and then I got up and went back to the bar. So all of a sudden the server comes up and says, Duke, you have a $200 tip here. And it was, it was from all, the piano. All, top. All in cash. You're saying from the piano top. Pardon? You're, this is a tip from the piano top. No, this was a tip on the table. It said, 
to do. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The, okay. The, 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 there's a group of about six or eight people there. I still to this day don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a he or a she. Um, I tried to find out to do exactly what the the student at the college tried to you know yeah. you know yeah. tried to do no, for me no, to no. give it back, uh, but I couldn't find out who it was. Wow. And then I realized, well, I really shouldn't because that's you know you should be gracious and yeah. say thank you. So I say it right now to whoever you were, he or she in Canada. I thank you for that two hundred dollar tip for Fantastic. me playing roundabout by Cheers. you. Cheers! Cheers to yes. that! Cheers to that! All right! Cheers! cheers to that. That's a good I one. It. I like that a lot. <laughs> On that note, Mike, you want to team up for number three? Sure. Yeah, so number three, so worst drink orders. Now, this isn't necessarily hairs on the drink, but we're talking about <laughs> maybe maybe the worst drink that a bartender has ever made for you or when, as Steve put, where, you know, when you were begrudgingly serving, were, the, were there any drink orders that you got that you, you know, had to roll your eyes, that they were either just really bad drinks that somebody shouldn't be drinking in public sure. or they were just a pain in the ass to make? Well, my, my first um, answer to are, are there any, you know, bad drink orders, I say there's no such thing as a bad drink order because a drink order is business. You know, again, I'm speaking from an owner's perspective a, a little bit now. From a server's perspective, I mean, uh, I, I guess you could say that if you don't know how, you don't know what the drink is, and I didn't. When I was bartending, serving, helping serve, you know, draft beers, somebody might come up and say, oh, I need this, and I didn't even know what it was, so I turned to the other person, and I said, listen— do, do you do you know do you know what this drink is? And she would say yes, I do. So she would make it. Well, she only allowed me to stay back behind the bar with her one night, because the next night, because I didn't know how to make any drinks. I, mean, <laughs> I was the owner, and I, I was just back there to help uh, you know yeah. do the beer. So that was that's my response um, to um, to um, the the you know the the bad drink orders. As far as um, the other part of your question was the the bad or, drink made for you. The bad I drink made the yeah. bad drink. Oh, whoa, oh my God, oh, and I've had many um, arguments, not just not at my bar because they know when I order a drink, they give me a double. <laughs> yeah, a, a Duke <laughs> but, double. Uh, well, a, a double or at least one and a half. Um, there has been bars where I've been to, and there's no alcohol in the drink. I was in Ireland one time actually, and we all ordered martinis. And we, we, we got the martinis, and we tasted them, and they tasted like water. And we said to the woman, well, uh, the, the, the waitress, well, what's this all about? She goes, well, we, we put an ounce in there. Well, can we see your ounce glass? And she brought this little tiny thing. It looked like a thimble. <laughs> anyway, so we said, can you just bring us the bottle of vodka and put it on the table and just charge us whatever you want? We're going to kind of Im- improve our martinis. Im- we're going to improve, and, and improve. I, I got to say, look, one of, the, one of the pet peeves that gets brought up on the show all the time is when somebody says, hey, can you help me out, or can you make the drink stronger, or can yeah. you give me another shot? A couple shot? extra seconds. And, yeah. and look, look, if, if you walk into a bar and you say, I'll pay whatever I need to pay, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But well, that's what we did. And, and that's fine. If you're, if you're trying to juice um, extra, you know, extra poor uh, without maybe having a relationship with that bartender, you need right. to understand the context. However, however. I will say of all drinks that you could have ordered to detect an amount of alcohol, a martini yeah. is yeah. the stiffest it gets. It's yeah. like 90% booze. I know. If it does not taste like booze, but they this just fuck that drink up. Well, and I, don't get me wrong. I, I just didn't know, but they didn't seem to know what a martini was. They brought us out like, like, like um, you know, whiskey glasses, 
and they weren't even martini glasses, but they put a little bit of vodka in the bottom and, and tried to mix it with some vermouth or something. It was awful. We, we finally said, just bring us the bottle of vodka <laughs> and <laughs> charge us whatever you want. Because we want real martinis, and we will we will adjust them. Yeah. That's that's just resourcefulness right there. Right there. <laughs> so, um, okay, number four, ultimate mistakes, fuck-ups. These can be yours or your coworkers. Or, in this case, your employees. Yes. Yeah, wow. New little, little twist to the category tonight. Okay, ultimate mistakes or or flip ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the class for showing. For some reason. Again. Yeah, exactly. My, my mom, my mom, who's our, our most loyal fan, is going to love this episode. Yes, she She's going to love it. Okay. Um, well, I think the biggest mistake I ever made was getting behind the bar because I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm doing back there. And, you know, this is when we first opened at the VAT. Um, now, now at Baltimore Memorial Stadium, I was good. I was PBR man, and I, I would go back and get my new trays of beer. I was good. But at the VAT, I was behind the bar, and I think I did try to make a, a drink one time, a gin and tonic. And I think I put water into it instead of um, um, tonic. Okay. And, of course, they came back. And, and you know, I, I'm— This the, drink doesn't have enough alcohol in it. It tastes like water. No, no. Just bring the no, bottle it, of gin to the table, no God fizz. damn it. It had no fizz. It had—because I, I put water in it instead of uh, tonic. And uh, and also, it had no sugar because water has no sugar. Tonic has yeah, sugar it's sweet. It's and sweet. fizz. Yeah. So that—but I'm the one that made the— Screw ups, yeah, the flip ups. Well, that, that's a. I, I'm, see, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to use bad words on this podcast, but um, <laughs> that's fine. No, 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 you talk. Listen, you talk as you see fit. Listen, many flip-ups. years in this business have turned me into a foul mouth sailor, and there's nothing I can really do about it. Okay, I'm a quick talker, and it flows out of me, uh, mostly without any thought. You know, it just kind of spews out of my mouth like hot yeah, air. So it's, it's kind of it's unfortunate because we replace instead of having a diverse vocabulary, we just use curse words yeah it's, my, it's it, 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 it's not very becoming as as we've talked about on this show my mother always challenges me she, uh, to be more creative she goes you're using shock value as what you think is creativity but you need to understand the, the clear difference between the two so we are trying we're trying to improve on that but that's a good one I okay have, well i just have one more thing no. to say about the, the the screw up and stuff this is your show baby no 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 because okay this is this is when i'm i'm, I'm there as the owner and I come in, I used to come in on afternoon sometimes, sometimes on Friday at happy hour, just to monitor the situation. Um, and I, I would sit off to the side. And one, one day I came in there, and um, it, I think it was Friday happy hour, and it was just getting started. It was like 4.30, so people hadn't really started to come in yet. And at this point, you could still smoke in, in a bar. Mm-hmm. You can't now, but you could at that time. So I'm sitting off to the side as the owner, and I see the three waitresses that we have hired for the night, and they're all, you know, looking pretty, and they're all dressed up because that's going to give them good tips, all that type mm-hmm. of thing, which is exactly what they should do. So they're sitting there, and they're up near the corner of the bar, and they're all smoking cigarettes, and that's fine. That's fine because you could smoke in bars at that time. And this guy walks in. Um, it's about 444, 445. And he walks in, and he looks around, and he sits down at a table. And I'm sitting kind of maybe three tables away from him because it wasn't full at the point at that time. There was right. a lot. And I'm watching, and I'm watching the girls, our three uh, waitresses. And I'm thinking, what the flip? 
What the flip? Did you not see this man come in? And so I get up, and as I get up to go over to them to try and get them to go over and serve this man who just walked in, he gets up and walks out. <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So they're, they're chain-smoking they're cigarettes? They're chain-smoking cigarettes. And this, a, a customer didn't... comes in, sits down. He sat it was for a minute, a minute and a half before <clears throat> I got up to go over to them. And then when he walked out, I went up to him and said, what the hell are you girls doing? You're smoking cigarettes, and the customer just came in, sat for two minutes, and then left. And they apologized. I said, listen, if that happens again, you're not going to be working here anymore. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i sorry. I'm a businessman. I put a lot of money into this bar, and if we're not going to accommodate customers that come in, you're just not going to be here. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they, 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 they never did it again. I like it. They <laughs> hey, listen, never did it again. It's very reasonable. Yep. you gotta put your, you got to put your foot down. you got to put your foot down. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, and maybe we need to talk about, uh, save a little bit more of that elaboration for firing and quitting stories, what Duke's wrath would truly be like if he had to fire somebody. <laughs> yeah. but, um, uh, I, I mean, you just set me up with a great transition. I mean, you're talking about smoking in a bar, which is now yeah. definitely off limits. Can't um, do that anywhere. Number five, health code violations. What have you seen in this business? Now, obviously, you've talked about you're a bar owner, so I want you to... Uh, you know, we always say for this category, Mike, what do we say? Protect the innocent and the guilty. That's right. So <laughs> we don't want you to incriminate yourself or others, but you know, if you have, if you have any examples of health code violations you've seen in the bar business or, or, uh, firsthand or at other bars. Well, um, I have two responses to this. <laughs> One is, um, so, so, um, bars in Canada closed at two o'clock, 2 a.m. And our bar did too. And so... You could serve up to 2 o'clock, but you had to be out by 3. I mean, it was actually very generous. They gave right, you yeah. an hour down here in the it's United 130, States. 1.30, you got to be out by 2, yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. like Most a places. half hour, but they give you an hour. So um, then there's these little um, 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 detectives um, from the Al Alberta Liquor Control Board who come around, and they pretend that they're ordering a drink. Well, they come in after 2 and order a drink. Ah, and of course, we want business, yeah. so we, we tend to serve these people, even if it's like five past two. 2.15. 2.15. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So we did that, and we got caught. We yeah. got caught, and we had to pay, I don't know, $1,500 fine. And so, you know, that that was that was the one thing on that. So th that was not so good. <laughs> That's an actual legitimate violation. Yeah, <laughs> and I bet you quit serving after 2 o'clock after that happened one well, time. Well, we did. We did. Yeah. We did. We did. And... um. Um, uh, there was another part to your question, which I'm forgetting right now. Uh, ask that question again. If you'd, uh, you know, I think a lot of times when people think health health code violations, like ah, oh, okay, 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 I got, I, I, floor, you know, I got it. Roach now. came out of my salad, you know. If you, if yeah, you, I, I got it now. Okay. Now you did tell us one earlier about how the guy found a hair on the side of his. Yeah, clothes, the, but that's oh not yeah, so. but I pulled the hair off and I drank that yeah, beer. Yeah, so that, that beer's fine. <laughs> yeah, that beer's no fine. health code violation there. But our kitchen, see. Just like here in Hartford County, in Maryland, Mike, where, where you're coming here on, on, on Saturday, um, you have to have food with your yeah. drinking. Yep. And if you don't, you know, certain counties are You're limited ways. with your liquor license. You're limited with how much liquor you can serve if you don't have food, unless you're a farm brewery. Yeah. Like the Hopkins Farm Brewery. Right, right. Doesn't even need any food. They can just serve beer, beer, beer. But anyway, so um, we had to have food. So we didn't have much of a kitchen. And... I never understood when the inspectors would come in from year from every six months or whatever it was, how 
the hell did we pass inspection? Because our kitchen was grotesque. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I mean, the food in the, even the food in the refrigerator, I mean, I, I don't want to say it had mold on it, but I mean, you know, it was just grotesque. Protect I, yourself. I didn't. I know this is years ago. This is at the beginning of our, our our existence. Yeah. I didn't even eat the food at the vat. <laughs> I, I gotta know what what was your uh, menu like? Oh, it was all fast food, fried foods. Yeah. Um. Um. It, it was Pump terrible. Fair. It was Pump terrible. Right, it right. was terrible yeah. food. And somehow we passed inspection every time. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay's nightmare, right? Was it <laughs> again? Is it because the food inspector is Canadian and he's too nice to shut you down? Well, is everybody's Canadian. Is? Everybody's Canadian up there. I think we might have known him. I think we might have known who the ah. inspector was. And said, oh, did you guys? Did, did you serve poutine? Yes. Oh yes. God! All Listen, right. I love poutine. Poutine is a great, great. How do you take? They your should poutine? have that poutine. here. They should have that here. How do you take yep. your poutine? I like the gravy. Okay, but do you do it? Do you do it curds and gravy? You do it all? I like all of it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Fries, I, I'm, curds, I'm the gravy full meal deal guy. Yeah. Curds and gravy and wonderful French fries. Yeah. Uh, poutine is. Um, Really cool. So stuff. there is a place. I didn't know it until I went back there in my twenties. There is a place in Baltimore called Local Fry, and it's a French fry only restaurant. They have poutine, oh, that's cool. and they do specialty French fries from all over the world, like all different types. Oh, that's they, actually pretty cool. So they do like an, they do one that's like I get the tandoori fries, which is like an Indian style fry mm-hmm. with all kinds of crazy like curry seasoning on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they do. A legit Canadian poutine, and they have the cheese curds cool. and the hot gravy there. I, I yeah, love it, the I love the cheese curds. I love the cheese curds. And that's that's basically what it is for the listeners who may not know what poutine is. No, I was gonna. I was passing that one. <laughs> that didn't seem like a question. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm asking somebody. Did you who's just have a seizure? <laughs> what happened over there? Are you all right? You've no, been I'm drinking asking, too many I'm, tequilas. I'm sorry. That's why it's nice to do these in person. Yes, you can pick is. up on the body language. Yes, so tell the listeners what poutine is. Yeah. Duke. Uh, oh, well, it's French fries. But, okay, so when I first went back to Canada in my 20s, and um, I said, I'll have some French fries. Would, would you like gravy with that? And I looked at the woman. I said, what? <laughs> and she goes, well, poutine. I mean, I know you call it French fries in the U.S. I said, oh, let me try it. So I had it just with the gravy, and it was delicious. Absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah, so the next time I went up, I, I saw the, the, the curds, you know, yeah. which, which I didn't even know. And and I was I became a big fan of poutine. It's it's basically French fries with gravy and or um, uh, cheese curds. Dude, yeah. and Dude, it's I'll, delicious. It's so, delicious. So I was introduced to poutine very early because I'm a snowboarder and a skier, mm. and I, I took a lot of a lot of trips to um, you know the mountains up in in Canada when I was a kid. Montremblant. Yeah, Montremblant was yeah. Uh, was one of the first ones I ever went to. But you know Whistler and all and and some of these well, other Whistler's ones. way the hell yeah, on the way other out, side way out near yeah. Seattle, but. Um, and so I was introduced to poutine. Not earlier. Seattle, Vancouver. Right, right. But I just mean north, north uh, for our American <laughs> listeners. Uh, if you go, you know, you go straight north of Seattle, 100 miles there. Yes, Vancouver, yes, yes, dead, yes. So. Okay, okay. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the happiest moments of my entire life to this day, okay, um, I went with a group of buddies in college up to Montremblant, Canada. and I love Montremblant. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful town. Montremblant. Okay, Montremblant. Excuse me. It's Montremblant. Excuse me. It's French. Show some respect. Montremblant. Excuse me. (laughs) The only word I know how to say is China. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so it does feel like a town that has been picked up out of Switzerland or somewhere in Europe and dropped. It it does. It's amazing. It's It's exactly right. So um, one of my fondest memories ever 
is uh, one of the first runs we did of the entire trip. We're all about to get on the gondola. There's a little shack selling poutine. We all got a little little carton of, of oh for the gondola ride of, of hot steaming poutine. Oh my but, god! But but wait, but wait. The gondola ride was not for the poutine. The gondola ride was for the smoking of the chiba. And so yeah. we're, <laughs> we're 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 having a, a silly cigarette on the way up, and we're shotgunning beers. And and as we're riding down the mountain, me and a couple of my buddies are sitting there eating hot poutine. Out of out of the carton as we're coming down the mountain on on our snowboards. Absolutely, Holy smokes! Absolutely blitz <laughs> on your snowboards. Yes, and one of the greatest moments of my entire. Now life. I want to see a video. I'm of just that. shoving yeah. shoving French fries into my face. I want to see a video of Incredible. that. Oh, yeah. I, no, I'm not. I'm not questioning you, but that is really cool. It was awesome. It was that awesome. That is a cool description of. I'm not I'm snowboarding not saying, down Montremblant eating poutine. Yes, I'm not saying wow. it was a black diamond. Yeah. I'm not saying Stowed all the fries got in my drunk. mouth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it was, matter. It was, it was I can I can just see Steve's smiling face. Oh, and he's I was shoving gravy drenched French fries into his mouth. I was all twisted. Just, up. That I is really cool. All right, well, well, I, I can envision that. It was incredible. I can envision that. It was honestly wow. God. It was otherworldly. It was it was wow. a fantastic experience. Wow. Look, what an amazing first half. I'm so happy that we're doing this again. We're going to take a little break here, guys. We're going to do our, our halftime. We're going to get our drinks freshened up, let Mike smoke a dart. We'll be back with you in just a minute. This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jump start. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC Powerbox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest-working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC Powerbox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com to view our product line. CIC Powerbox. Wherever you go, Go with power. Alrighty, we are back. My God, my bladder is empty. I feel refreshed and ready to get into the second half of the gauntlet here. Um, I'm glad that everybody uh, is is feeling good. I feel like we have a good energy on this show. You two are are it's so similar in so many ways that I didn't really understand until we started to put this on wax and I'm really enjoying it I feel like um this has been the most pleasant pod Duke you don't know this but the most pleasant pod between Mike and I we usually fight <laughs> our like, first one was really good it, well yeah because I was interviewing we, you we were we were timid you know <laughs> we were most you know we fight a ton we're actually thinking about doing a, a new series um uh you know, called couples therapy, <laughs> where we bring on doctor, uh, uh, you know, special doctor to help us with our issues. Well, what's but his name? What's I don't, his name? I don't know if I can reveal it right now. I don't know if I can really. Re- you remember, we're trying to keep this a little classed up here. But the point is, we fought minimally, and I think it's because of your calming presence. Mike. Well, hey, I think that's what it is. I don't know about that, but anyway, so, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, there we go. Well, well, let's get right into number. So Wait, yeah, actually, before you do, I do want to say I'm loving the Dukeela. Hey, cool, and I, man. I, I actually added a little bit of apple cider vinegar to mine. It, like, just to give it a, a try. Just a touch. Just a touch. Tiny drop. And yeah, and it, you're right. I actually enjoy the extra little zing it adds to it. Exactly. Um, too much, you're right, would absolutely kill the f- flavor. But what I think is really cool about this is there are so many different types of kombucha 
that you th- this this drink is so versatile. You know, you, you can, can make absolutely. a million different ones. We have another yeah, one can. over here. We've been using Trilogy, but here's mango turmeric. That's what I'm saying. Mango there's so many turmeric. There's so many ways that you could you know branch right. out and do variations with different kombuchas and, and different flavor profiles. I think right, that's and really it's cool. all organic probiotics yeah you know, it, it, that's the best thing i can get drunk on it and when people are like michael what's wrong with you it's like i'm on a health kick leave me alone <laughs> well, well and here's the other thing here's the other thing and you know duke mentioned it earlier but it's important to note kombucha is really just fermented tea yeah and so another benefit of this drink is it keeps away hell's angels you know that's I mean, exactly right <laughs> exactly. a bag of tea for the hell's angels it's a, yeah. you want Come your organic your kombucha <laughs> That's where they started to file out. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, number six, uh, and we this probably you could file the Hell's Angels under this, but number oh, six, absolutely. ratchet and crazy customers. Now, when we say ratchet, we're talking about the unruly, the crazy, the weird, but but we're also talking about memorable customers. Maybe somebody that made an impact on you that was not crazy or weird, but was just very kind. And, and really went, like, to another level, a customer you'll never forget. Well, okay, I have two, I have two, two, two stories on that, and I'll make them short. Um, and I love both of these people. One of them was a regular at the VAT, and, and, you know, he would be there. And one night, I guess he was just feeling a little lost, and he wanted to go home and drink. So he reached across the bar and grabbed a bottle of Ooh. vodka, Put it into his coat. I know that game. And 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 started walking out. And um, one of the servers saw this and said something to me, and and Terry. And so we went running out, and we caught, we got we got him. We said, Jay, what are you doing, man? You can't take that. He goes, No, no, no. I just I just need a drink at home. I said, Yeah, but you can't take our bottle. You can't take this. Do you want us to call the RCMP? He goes, No, listen. Anyway, so we got the bottle back, but uh, I, I mean, I mean, it, he was he was a regular, but it was bizarre that he would do that, that he would do that, you know, to us, reach across the bar. Yeah. It, was, it was towards the end of the night. It was like one thirty, you know, and the bar closes at two, and and so we we we, we got him, and and um, we didn't have to call the police or anything, and he never did it again. So so let me ask you about Jay. I got to double yeah, down yeah, before yeah. we go to the other story here. So yeah. Jay was a regular there. Was Jay like a friend through the grapevine of you and Terry's, or was he a local, or is this the type of guy that posted up kind of? No, um, he was just a regular at the bar. A couple days a week, mm-hmm. he was there. Oh, maybe four days a week. Okay, yeah, I like this more guy. than a couple. Amy Moss would call him a punter. But, look, uh, yeah. look, a lot of our, a lot of our customers were like, it was like Cheers. I mean, people came to the vet. Vat was like home. We had Christmas dinner there. Most bars were closed on Christmas Day. Wow. We had okay. Christmas dinner. Well, so the door opens and Jay walks For in and people. everybody goes, Jay! Just like Norm from Cheers. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But so no, was Christmas no. dinner just, did it just consist of poutine? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was the full turkey deal. Wow. But right. No, no. But we had, because we, a lot of our regulars didn't have families. Yeah. Or did not have this was their place to go. The VAT was their their home oh, it was their family and we we came to realize that so we did stay open for christmas day That's we did awesome. stay open for canadian thanksgiving day which is the first weekend of october not yeah. the way it is here you Anyways. might um you might enjoy this you know one of our fir- one of the first pods we ever did was with a, a good friend of mike's um who's an incredibly incredibly talented mu- musician meg mccoy and, and um, artist 
Yeah, and artists. I mean, she's just really from all. She's doing her stickers. She's just from all standpoints. It's just a really, really talented from a creative standpoint. But she told us a really interesting. Um, shared with us, I think, a really interesting philosophy about how she looks at the bar business and the restaurant business is that in everybody's lives there are three spaces. There's home and family. There's work. And then there's that third space. And it's that for every person, it's that a place where they look for community, camaraderie, mm-hmm. a hobby. It's that space that they can make their own. It's a, it's an independent thing where it's not work. There's not an obligation. It's not family and the, uh, again, the responsibilities that come with that. It's the third space. And, you know, she talked about the bar that she works at, TJ Leland's, which is a, a famous bar in Pittsburgh, Kansas, where Mike's from. As famous as any bar can be in Pittsburgh. That's Kansas. that's right, but it's famous now. It's not a podcast, well, you're God right, damn you're it. Right. it. It's is, not a it podcast, God damn it. So. But, the, but the point of what I'm trying to say is, is similar uh, to the VAT, it, it became a community for her. Yeah. All the other people she was playing live yeah. music with. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing that I you agree. can have. You can build that kind of community. I have it right now with Das Beer Hall. It's a place yeah. that I work at that I love, and I love the people. Which there. I need to come to, you and need I'm looking to. forward to coming. You, you yeah, need he to. would love Das. It's yeah. outstanding. <clears throat> oh, uh, quick uh, heads up for you, Duke. When you go to Das, you can request songs. So you don't have to listen to the trash that's usually blaring on their speakers. <laughs> you can play just, whatever you want. I'm just throwing want. that out there. You can I play liked whatever Das Beer right, Hall a right, lot right. more after I, I found I, that out. I, I appreciate that. I, <laughs> no, but, but Steve... What you're saying there, I mean, I mean that third that third part, that third space, that yeah. is a big part of my life. I yeah. mean, our pool team, that's absolutely, huge. That's that is what a it great is. camaraderie, a fraternity, or whatever you want to call it. When I when I go to uh, my tennis players, like last night, I was playing tennis. I play tennis on Wednesday and Thursday night, and and and, and then we go out for a beer afterwards. Yeah, and, and, you know, these are the and then the bar scenes. You know, different bars, whether it's Naughty Dogs in, in Churchville yeah. or McGregor's, which, where, where we're, we're going to be, be going for the wedding on, on Saturday. Saturday. That's right. Or, or, or wherever, Tidewater down in Happy Creek. I mean, I love these places. It's a space to these bring places, people together. Yeah, these yeah. places are kind of my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they are family, uh, as strong as family for me yeah. as family is. I really, know, I, they are. And I, I know that may sound strange, but no, that's true. No, it doesn't sound strange that's at all. That's true. Like, it's, it no... it's a place where people find community, and that's something that, especially yeah. in, in the, this day and age, I think yeah. a lot of people are missing in their lives. Is We've kind of lost that sense of community and that, that, that you know interaction between other people, I feel yeah. like, especially with COVID. I mean, that's something yeah, exactly. that you know, people, people really miss having that. COVID oh, for exactly. sure, but I think, uh, you know, just the internet and social media world, and I don't want to sit here on my soapbox and TED Talk at people and sound like the only... Uh, don't worry, they would know. never invite you to a TED Talk. Th- that's worry. correct. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to start my own series called The Stew Talks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, uh, look, I do think we're disconnected in a lot of ways, even yeah. though we're, we're told that we can communicate more easily we're there's more connected n- than ever before there's in, a, nothing in, a, like in a real walking, way. But. Yeah, there's nothing like walking into a bar, grabbing a beer, looking at the guy next to you you've never met in the world, and sparking up a conversation. And being friendly to him. Sparking yeah. up a conversation yeah. about that. Yeah, and the, him being friendly back to you. Yes. It's, yeah. There's there's something yeah. special about that. There so. is. Absolutely. Yeah. There is. You only have, you, you have that in bars. I mean, that, yeah. that's, I think, from age 18 when the drinking age, as I said <laughs> earlier, went down from 21 to 18. And I, you felt I said, that. my God. I love these places because yeah. you go in and you have a beer. It relaxes you. And then you're talking to people who you don't yeah. even know, but you're talking in a really a, a friendly way. Well, you, and, yeah. and you know you know what started this uh, this little 
uh, tangent that we've gone on here was the story that you just told about Jay, right? T- yes. Stealing that bottle. Yeah. And, and, and tr- he was a friend of ours. Right. The truth, <laughs> of, the truth of the matter is, if Jay walks into any Applebee's in the country and he does that, he's banned from that Applebee's for life. And he's thrown in jail. God damn yeah. right. The difference here is he had a friend to come out and say, hey, what are you doing, Jay, buddy? what are you doing? And, and, and don't, con- get it, don't make us get the Mounties out here, man. Come yeah, on. It's, like, it's, like, it's like bumpers at the bowling alley. The ball, yeah, that exactly. ball might pinball a little bit. Boy, that's a good analogy. You know, that's but, one of the best analogies but, but, I've ever heard. But, but bumpers in the bowling on, alley. I yeah, like that. You get them back on the straight and narrow. You get them back on the straight A true narrow. friend well, is like a bumper in a bowling well, alley. Well, let's, let's, let's do this. Cheers, cheers to Jay, wherever you cheers. are, my yeah, friend. Cheers a day. I'm sure got a he's up there. Buddy. He's probably at the vat right now. <laughs> yes. I hope you are at the vat right he's now, probably Jay. at the vat right now. I hope you are. Well, all right, Mike, team up for number seven. You know, listen, you know I don't like to announce Wait, this did, category. Didn't he have one more? I did thought? you have another for this one? Oh, yeah. The other customer Memorable that came customer. Sorry, in that was so bizarre, you. they were pipeline workers. Okay, so in Alberta, you have a lot of oil workers, and they're laying pipelines and all this stuff, and, and they know how to climb up big, tall things and lay pipes and and do all this stuff for, you know. They know how to lay pipes. So, <laughs> God, yes. you, had to, you had to go <laughs> there, Steve. Myself. Everybody oh, okay. was thinking sorry, it, but sorry. you just had uh, to go there. Uh, sorry. sorry. So, go ahead. so <laughs> anyway, this this group came in um, on, on a half, this is a Friday night, and, you know, they were great people. There's about eight or ten of them in, in the back room, in the music room, because the, the front room was where the pool tables are was, was filled up. And they got back there, and they started drinking beer, and then they started Okay, so in the back room of the vat, it goes up 30 feet, and it's all gridiron, you know, uh, posts and and, and Because beams. it's a music venue, so for the acoustics. Is that well, no, it's? no, it's because it was the vat. It was, it oh, was the vat it's just room. a big building. It was a great big building, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was the, um, the, the vat the room brewery. for the brewery. Right, right, right. So these guys all of a sudden start going, climbing up there. Like, 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 um, like monkeys or something. Well, right? I wasn't going to say that, but like gymnasts, they're climbing up, and we're looking at them and said, and I went, I said, listen, you guys can't do this, you can't do this, <laughs> and and there was like three of them, twenty feet above me, going sideways. <laughs> I could only could see with their backs because they had three, four beers, and and they this was you know well into. And the then they're hour. having a pissing contest, which is <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I'm higher. No, thank God they didn't do that. But right. then, no, <laughs> yeah, especially from that height. You're right. <laughs> but then one of them fell. Oh, oh my God! No. Yes. No. One of them fell, and we all ran what? over. And he fell on his back, and I guess he had, had so much beer in him that somehow he was able. He was young. He's probably 28, 30. He just bounced and hopped right back up. I don't know how he didn't die. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't know because it was not 10 feet. It was not 15. It was 25 feet. And he was going across, you know, upside down, and he fell. Oh, my God. And, and, and so, so that was the last. So we told him, first of all, he was okay. That was the main thing. And we said, listen, you can never come in here again if you're ever going to climb these pipes again, <laughs> these, 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 these railings. I love how they still get a pass. So it's like, you right, can come right, back. Right, right, but right. You, you can not, come if back. I, you if can you even back, step up a stair, you're you out of here, You can come back anytime you want, but you can never, if you ever... <laughs> 
I mean, we didn't know what to say. I swear to God, if I don't you, know why he didn't die. You better piss sitting down for the rest of the times you come to this bar. I swear to God, I if know, I catch you at a urinal. I don't know how this guy did not die. I oh, mean, it was 25 yeah. feet. Anyway, okay, that's the end of that story. No, that's a good one. No, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm you got glad, that one in Mike, there. Mike, I'm glad you stopped me. I'm glad you stopped me. Anyway, team up for number seven. I don't like to tease this one up here. It's one of my favorite categories. All right, so now, yeah, this is one of the best categories. So we're getting into fights, arrests, and fires. So we're looking, you know, obviously for mayhem. You know, uh, Steve particularly, he loves a good fire story. I'm not too keen on it. But, you know, have you seen any people get, you know, really rowdy? Any any bar brawls at the VAT? Or, you know, potentially any, any times where you had to call the Mounties in? Well, well, I already spoke as as about with the Hells Angels. We certainly yeah. had to do it with them. And, and luckily... When we opened in 1999, um, they came to our opening show. And, and, in fact, we had 220 people, which was over our capacity. And then the Hells Angels came in. Dear God. And then everyone left except for the Hells Angels and maybe 30 other people. So we got decimated with that. Um, and, and then, as I was saying, you know, the Hells Angels, they, they wanted that bar to be theirs. But mm-hmm. we luckily were able to get rid of them. So... Um, um, but there, there was a, um, a fight out in the parking lot, and Terry, my partner, I, he's such a good guy. The, the, he, he, was, he, was, he was, had a confrontation with someone in the bar. Terry said, come on, let's go outside. And, and he goes, we got to talk. You know, and Terry was saying that friendly, Terry, my partner, the other 50% mm-hmm. owner. And he wasn't saying, hey, we, let, let's go outside. No, you he go wasn't outside? Saying, saying go like, outside hey, to fight. Actually, let's yeah. go outside. have a conversation. He, said, a civil he conversation. said, listen, we got to go out. Let's go talk. And so we get out there, and then the guy was pissed off, and I've never seen Terry do this. Terry is a pacifist. Um, That's one of the reasons I like him and one of the reasons I agreed to buy the vat with him. Because you knew you could take him. (laughs) If it came down. I'm also a pacifist. That's the thing. But anyway, so the guy – um, started saying this stuff, and Terry, the first time, Terry grabbed the guy by his lapels and threw him into the brick wall and said, you're not going in there. You're not doing this. You hear me? And I was so proud of him. I said, <laughs> because the guy wanted to go back in there and beat somebody up. And yeah. he goes, you're not doing it. And, and, you know, Terry, he is the owner of the VAT. I mean, he is the runner of the VAT. He and I are 50-50, but... No, that and that's so that's that's all I have that's to say on that one. one. He he he. Lay, hey, listen. He Terry. came up. He came up with 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 uh, power when he needed to. Yeah, and it absolutely. worked. And it worked because right. he's it, a pacifist. It was, it was right. It was righteous fury. Laying it was, down it, the law. Absolutely. Yeah, Laying yeah. down the he law. Finally, yeah. He said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh," and he grabbed the guy and threw him into the wall. Well, held on to him. And he just pushed him into the wall and said, "This ain't happening." Okay. I, I gotta all ask right, you Terry. one. I gotta ask you one quick question before we move on here. So. We all know, I mean, you've already mentioned it, you were a beer runner at Memorial Stadium. Yes. Now, Baltimore Love is that. known for being a very blue-collar town, okay? And, you know, if you really talk to some old-school Baltimore people, there's nothing that they love more than Baltimore Orioles. It's a very passionate fan base, especially back when we were actually winning, right? Back when you were you were doing the beer bending. Yep. I'm wondering if there were any stadium ballpark scuffles that you may have seen from opposing fans trying to come into our building that kind of thing i'm just oh my god i used to go to the baltimore colt games this is back in 19 and they played memorial stadium and they played in memorial johnny unitas 
who really is the greatest of all time, because he didn't cheat. Look, Tom okay. Brady is a cheater. Tom Brady was a cheater. All right, all right. Tom Brady is a cheater. Stick to the story. Johnny Unitas is the G-O-A-T, the GOAT. God. He is the GOAT. Okay, so anyway, I used to go and watch Baltimore Colt games when the Baltimore Colts were there, and there was a lot of fights because beer flowed. Nobody had any reservations on how much beer anybody could drink. And, um, I mean, I never was in a fight, but I would see them here, there. The, and it was kind of a regular thing. How many fights are we going to well, see this time? Kind of like going to a hockey game back in yeah. the day. Hockey games is, is fight, fight, fight. I have to imagine when you're watching gladiators beat the living piss out I of know. each other. I know. You're right. You have to be charged up to be like, yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to lay down the smackdown on some motherfuckers. You know I that? guess so, yeah. But, no, there was a lot of fights in Memorial Stadium okay. in football games, not in the ball. Not so much Orioles. in baseball. Not so much baseball. No, but the, you think the fights were um, – People of different, like opposing sides, like you know, fans of. No, no, they were all Colt fans. <laughs> yeah, they were all Colt fans. Yeah. Look, the Baltimore uh, Memorial Stadium was called the largest outdoor insane asylum in the world. <laughs> That's what they called Baltimore Memorial Stadium when the Colts played there. I love that. The Baltimore Colt fans were so. Uh, so extremely Mike, attached to their team. Mike, you need me to, being one. You need to understand something about uh, the city of Baltimore. I mean, you, obviously, you lived here for a long time, but the the roots, uh, the blue collar roots in this city go deep, deep. I mean, Bethlehem Very Steel, uh, uh, you know, was in our backyard, and for years and years and years, this town's entire industry was steel workers, textile workers, ship sales, dock workers. I mean. The entire town was rough and tumble, blue collar people, and and they had so much pride in this team that was for the longest time the pinnacle of the sport. Well, they I were. Mean, the, they, the won, they won the greatest so, game ever played in 1958. They won it right. again in 1959, and then they were then then the Green Bay Packers were the team in the 60s. Yeah. And and, and two the, very similar cities in the sense of the very understated and blue collar yeah, smaller towns. Good point. In that regard. Good point. My point is, I can understand. I bet those fights were some for the ages. In in the in in Memorial Stadium, so I had to ask. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what they were fighting about, but they were fighting. Yeah. <laughs> he did fight. It's it's who pays for the next round. That's probably <laughs> what it was. Basically, it might have been that. <laughs> it might have been that, and only that. All right, all right. No, well, we got to keep it moving. Number eight, uh, sex stories. This is always the uh, oh. as we call the sexy lesson. The <laughs> I bar- can tell. He, I, I can tell. You're a gentleman, so I mean, I, I, no, no, no. no. I, I feel strange approaching no, this. No, I do this have I, 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 a gentleman <laughs> and a bachelor. Hey, look, I have a, yeah, I'm a bachelor now, but at the time up at the VAT, I, I was married to my first wife. Uh, I've been married twice. I've I've had I've had two divorces, but anyway, my my first wife, I still um, I still love her, and I still am and com- communicate with her. I mean, I, I wish the best for her. She's got a new man up there in, in Calgary. They live in Calgary. Anyway, um, so I was married to her, and this is at the VAT. So there was this group of women that would come in at about 11.30, 12.30 at night. They'd leave work and come to the VAT, and they loved the VAT, as so many people did. And they'd come in, and there was this one tall, blonde girl, and she was fairly attractive. But, you know, I'm a married man. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm certainly looking at her as she comes. So anyway, one night she's in there and she says, you know, we're all drinking. It's now about 1.30, getting close to closing, and we're having our last call. Well, Duke, you know, <laughs> I've just been wondering what it would be like to have some really wild sex with you. <laughs> and I didn't know what, I, I mean, I just looked at her and I'm thinking, well, 
if I wasn't married, you know, we'd be off right now. Um, but I just looked at her for about four or five seconds, and I smiled. I had no, I didn't know what to say. So I just smiled, and I, I just walked away. Because I'm a married, I'm a married man. I'm Perfect. a married man. Perfect. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. You couldn't that have is, played it better. No, that is incredible. I, yeah. Oh, my God. She was a tall, slim Beautiful, buxom, blonde. Buxom, uh, I'm not a big fan of buxom. She was the perfect breast size. Means, buxom <laughs> means big breasts. She, she, she was, the, she was the perfect size for me, and I'm, I'm not a big busting. <laughs> perfect size, I love it. For me, I, I don't like big, big. Hey, I'm things. with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm an ass you. man. I understand. It's I like good. asses too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. Now the kombucha is starting to flow. Wow. All right. I love it. I love All right. It. All right, Mike. Number nine. Team up. Oh, that's just, that was a great story. I love that. Could you imagine, Steve, if somebody came up, Steve, I've just been wondering what it'd be like to have some really wild wild sex sex with you. (laughs) What do you even say to that? I would look at him and I'd say, I get off in two hours. (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't married, that's what I would have said. (laughs) Because you're on your shit? Is that what you meant? Okay. Uh, Anyway, so question number nine, bar hazing pranks and games. So this might actually be something that you discouraged a bit because you were the owner, but a lot of no. times when servers or bartenders are working, you know, if it's a little slow, you're looking for something to pass the time, you might come up with a game, or you might come up with some pranks to amuse yourself, or you might have some hazing, you know, some rituals that you put the newbies through whenever they come and, you know, start working at your yeah. bar. One of our well, favorite categories, Well, seriously. okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, I have, I have two things to say about this, too. Uh, one of them is that when we would see the, the crowd kind of, you know, wondering, well, what's going on here? Is there anything... I go over the piano, or uh, one of my college friends who played the piano, and we do name that tune, and we play, oh, cool. you know, the oh, first. Okay, like a little game for the people. little game for the people. Say name that tune, and the people who won would get a free beer. Got a free bag of tea. <laughs> no, 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 a free beer, a free beer without a hair on the outside of the glass. <laughs> I love and it. So, so we would do name that tune, and that always held the people. That was very yeah. good, but um, the other one was. Um, which wasn't really spontaneous. I did this up in Canada, and I've also done it here in Harford County many times. I go out as Abraham Lincoln. And, and when I did it in Canada as the owner, I mean, it was incredible because, I mean, I'll tell you, women love Lincoln. Really? And I, I say that. Also, I mean, these are really a, attractive that, women. That's, would come that's up a new and say, right can, there. Can women we get, love Lincoln. Yeah, I know. Can, <laughs> can Lincoln, we get yeah. our photo with you? I said, oh, you certainly can. And I put my arm around it. And, and the, these are beautiful women. And then they want to talk. And I say, well, you know, are you really Abraham Lincoln? I said, oh, you're darn right. Is, have you ever been with Abraham Lincoln? I said, <laughs> this is when I was single. Do you want to be with Abraham Lincoln? No, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> Four no. score and seven did, years did ago. Did you ever look a woman in the eye and say, hey, you want to be my Mary Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. I said, do you want to be with Abraham Lincoln? But no, Abraham Lincoln is a huge hit, and I'm an Abraham Lincoln reenactor. I don't know if you know that, Mike. You do no, look, Steve actually did tell me you this. You do yeah. look exactly like him. Which well, I is, don't look exactly like him, but I have the same I mean, structure of it's neck pretty close and height yeah 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 um, um but anyway so that's the other answer to that question is when i was at the vat this is just before covid started and i came in as abraham lincoln one night oh my god i mean i was i was like you know um the talk of the town for the sure. talk of the town yeah, yeah. 
by the women anyway. And that's all I really <laughs> cared about. Mike, I have women a Women love Lincoln. So, women <laughs> love Lincoln. Women love Lincoln. <laughs> women love Lincoln is a t-shirt, but I have a totally separate merchandising idea. I think we need to make bartender rant podcast thongs that say Lincoln lady on them. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I knew you'd like well, that. Well, I would have to give my stamp of approval. Yes. On that. Official, <laughs> official, yeah. Lincoln's approval yes, stamp. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's wrap it up, Duke. My God. Yes. You have not just killed. You have slayed this gauntlet. I, I have been um, uh, blown away. I, honestly, God, I came into this knowing you as a great storyteller and expecting a lot, but you have blown away my expectations well it's been a ton of fun my friend it's been a rich episode you have fi- you've made it to the final question of the gauntlet i'm very proud of you okay. number 10 firing and quitting stories or as mike and i affectionately call it getting 86 getting 86 okay well okay this is a quick story when i was selling beer at Babal- at baltimore's memorial stadium i i sold past blue ribbon i've already talked about that and that was you know a big hit with many of the PBR fans there. But one night I got in there, this is like in August or September, towards the end of the baseball season of 1984, and they gave me Cokes. I don't know whether somebody else usurped me or whatever, but I no longer (laughs) had my PBR. I had Cokes. So I went around with these Cokes, and it was kind of a cold night. I think it was like late September. And so ice cold Cokes. So I'm selling ice cold Coke here. You know, it just doesn't beer. have the same ring to it. No, it know? doesn't have the same ring at all. <laughs> so I sell all the Cokes except for one. And I'm walking around for 20 minutes. I still have this one stinking Coke. And so I, and then it, the ice is all melted in it. So I can't even sell it. So I go back into the dispatch area and I say, listen, can you give me a, a fresh Coke? They said, we're not going to give you a fresh Coke. We're just going to put some more ice in it. So they put more ice in it. So I go back out. I uh, I complain. Yeah, this watered down Coke. I had this watered down Coke. Na- uh, Coke. Oh, now. because this it's not in a can. No, it's in a plastic cup. With oh a, with my a cup. gosh! What with are you a straw. About? With a straw. This is the man of fresh Coke. No, I know they wouldn't this give me a absurd. fresh Coke. So I go back up, and I'm walking all around, and I, I still couldn't sell it because it was cold at night. So I sit down, like way up in the upper deck, lay the third row from the top. I just sit there. I've been walking around with this. God dang Coke, Coke for about 30 minutes now all combined, or maybe more than that. And so I'm sitting there wondering what, and now it's getting close to the seventh inning, so I'm going to leave anyway. And so this guy comes up. He's younger than me, and I'm, I'm 27 years old or 26 at the time, and he's probably 22, and he goes, what's the matter with you? And I said, well, I can't sell the Coke. I tried to get a new Coke, but all they did was put ice cubes in it. I said, <laughs> so what am I going to do? He goes, you need to come back tomorrow with a better attitude. Oh. And so I, I looked at him. I'm sorry? I looked at him. I didn't say a thing. I said, and then he, he walked away. I said, oh, really, you son of a bitch. I said, and I went in and I resigned. That was, that was my, I quit. I quit. That was what led Here's me to. my better attitude. That All was right. what led me to my quitting. I love it. I love it. 
That's that's great. Goddamn Coke. Who thought a who thought a watered down Coke would drive a man to his breaking point? But I, I understand it when you when you laid out the. Facts, I didn't want to sell it to anybody. It makes sense. I it, didn't want to sell it to anybody. You're trying to do your job at a high for level. For a dollar fifty for a watered down Coke, it's it had no right. fizz in it. It's not right. It looked like a a, a, a bag of tea, you know, a, a cup of tea. <laughs> it had lost its dark color because it had been thrown so much None ice. None of into the it. hell's angels in my section will buy this watered down. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh man duke what a fucking ride man it's been awesome hearing some of these stories we uh you have made it through the gauntlet congratulations we thank have you. now come thank to the, the final part of the pod which is what we call the uh, you know it's our cleanup we call it our how's our driving what we would love you to do is make us a recommendation. You know, we usually ask guests to say, hey, is there anything that we didn't ask on the show that maybe we need to ask? Yeah, or, maybe something you wanted to get off your chest that we didn't cover. Or, you know, I, I think one that would be really good for you. Um, we always look for food and beverage recommendations, but one of the new ones Mike and I have been thinking about is favorite songs to close down the bar. And, and you being a music man, I thought that might be uh, a good one. Oh, that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, what's a, you know, there's the, you know, the, the classic closing time, get over it. Yeah, it's well, at not, my it's bar, no they, good. At my you mean bar, by they, Leonard Cohen? Is that, you know, closing time. No, that's my. Time for you to go. I think that's you know. Third Eye Blind. I think that's okay, Third Eye Blind. Is, is but Yeah, the closing time. I'm not sure. Well, but, Leonard Cohen has a great tune called Closing Time, and, closing time, and I, I would put that up. But go on, finish your question. No, the, I the one I like say, is is all the, I think it's called All the Ladies Look, All the Girls Look Better at Closing Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so at my bar, um, every Friday night, we play the same song. We play Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. And when you hear that, you oh, know it's you actually a, get you play the that fuck even out. outside yeah. of the Christmas we season? We play it. Every Friday, fifty-two Fridays a year, wow. we play Mariah Carey. It's like it's like playing oh. a metal tune at a hippie show when you're trying to get the crowd to clear the out. The point <laughs> is, it, it's a song that everybody pays attention. What the fuck? And then they yeah. realize it's time to go. Pay your taxes. Well, you know, and, and also, nobody wants to stay there and listen to that music. Damn. That's well, what, that's the key element you're missing. I agree, right there, but some of my fellow bartenders do not. <laughs> anyway, well, well so. listen, listen. Uh, he, here, I'm going to give you. Um, this is my recommendation. It's not necessarily going to touch on that's what fine, you, that's you just fine. said. Whatever you want. Um, although Leonard Cohen's tune "Closing Time" is a great tune. I'm a big fan of Leonard, Leonard Cohen. I play "Hallelujah." I play "Suzanne." Same. I play "Bird mm-hmm. on the Wire." I mean, Leonard Cohen. He's a Canadian poet. Who he died? I didn't know of, he was Canadian. Yeah, he he was Canadian poet from Montreal. He moved to Los Angeles. And he went to Buddhist retreats. He had a tough time with uh, relationships. And many of his tunes are about failed relationships. That's but, but he um, died about three years ago. Anyway, um, so closing time would be my response to that. In fact, we had a Leonard Cohen conference. And I saw Leonard Cohen in Calgary. At, he live yeah, concert in Calgary. And he did. it was his closing time album. This is like 1994 or something like that. But anyway, but what I want to say is... I call it the rainbow story, and um, and this is completely different from the music now. I'm, I'm switching gears. So my stepdaughter, who worked at the VAT in, in, Canada, in Canada, she would say, well, Duke, how do you always seem to have such a good time? And this is when I was, you know, drinking and playing pool and not a bartender because I hated being a bartender. Right. I, was, I was begrudging <laughs> bartender. Right, right. And she goes, well, Lindsay, her name is Lindsay. I said, Lindsay, she lives in Toronto. I said, Lindsay... I stay in the rainbow. And she goes, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, the rainbow is a wonderful place to be in, in the realm of intoxication. 
you don't want to be under intoxicated, but you certainly don't want to be over intoxicated. So if the colors of the rainbow go blue all the way up to red or whatever, you don't want to go outside of red or the other side of blue because then you're either violent, not yeah. you're <laughs> either you're either not involved with with alcohol, which we all want to be, but you're not over involved with alcohol yeah. in the rainbow. So for years after that, she and her friends would come in. Duke, will you tell us about the rainbow? Will you tell us about the rainbow again? So I told the rainbow story many, many I times. And I love the rainbow story. I still tell it. Every now and then I go over the rainbow. <laughs> and I don't like going over the rainbow. <laughs> and every now and then I'm under the rainbow. And I say, what the hell's the matter with me? You pour a double. <laughs> but anyway, so so um, for, for the greater it. good of people. And look, drinking is a great thing. But stay in the rainbow. Stay in the that's rainbow. That's a great recommendation. That's well, my recommendation. That's, a, that's yeah. outstanding. That's, yeah. That is outstanding. Stay in it's the another, rainbow. It's another T-shirt. There you go. You yeah, know, been, stay in the rainbow. <laughs> I've been over the rainbow so many times, you thought yeah, I'd, I I'd found I've a been, pot of gold I've, at this point. But I've, yeah, I've been not. over the rainbow <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so. true. You're going to hear me over the rainbow in just a few episodes when episode 25 comes out. That's going to be a Well, let's hope none of us go over the rainbow on Saturday night. No, 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 no. That are, no, I, I might, but Steve, episode 25 already came out. When this is released? Yeah. No, this is going to come out before episode. Oh, no, it will. because we got JTs. Man, I'm stupid. Okay. No, you're good. All <laughs> right, anyway, let's wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> the final wait, cast. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, Steve. Go ahead. Um, I think uh, Paul's recommendation, uh, where, where does that fit in? With what bartender would you recommend? Yeah. I mean, would you? Can you recommend uh, maybe your favorite bartender for the show? Obviously, it's yeah. Gonna be if me, if, if so. you could, if you could pick another bartender to be on the show, who would you recommend? Wow. Um. Oh, let me think real quick here. Well, Steve. I mean, I gotta go to his place, but Steve is the guy. Nah, he's uh, already been on the show. Steve we don't is the guy. Hear, we don't want to okay. hear any more from Steve. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. No, there's a there's a girl at Naughty Dogs. Her name is Malia. She's really good. She's really good. All right, uh, Malia, you've been called out. Malia, right. we're gonna have you. Malia have you on the and show. Naughty Dogs. That's right. We're coming to Naughty Dogs. Malia's coming on the Malia show. Malia and Naughty Dogs. Right, that's a good one. That's she's a good. good. One. She's really good, and she's cute too. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, number. All right. So the final question here. I almost started with a number there. I'm, Mike got me all discombobulated because I forgot that this we're episode all discombobulated. Is, is coming it's, out after you guys. We, have, we literally haven't recorded an episode in that's months. That's right. That's so. right. Um, we, we always like to do the wrap-up. We usually ask two main questions. The first one is, why do you still do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? However, this is a little bit of a different kind of question. You are a bar owner um, removed from the business, so let's tweak this a little bit. Okay. What is your favorite thing about owning a bar? Drinking in it. Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> That's a damn good answer. There's a simple, uh, a cogent answer. Very succinct. I love drinking in my bar. That's right. And I'm telling you, I think I would love drinking in your bar. And you you go, will we, love my bar. You've got to go to the vet. You've got to go, you gotta come to the vet. I've never been there. So. You've got to come to the vet. Does the beer taste better when it's yours? You know what I mean? When it When it's actually yours? Like when you're in the bar and you're drinking that beer and you're like, yeah, I, f- I fucking own this well, beer. Well, you're proud. And I you're own proud. this bar. <laughs> and I own this stool. You're proud. You're proud. And we yeah. have really good beer. Traditional ale. It's nice. made in Calgary at a microbrewery. Traditional ale. They have about five different flavors. It's really good. So when you guys come up, 
I'm going to get you both uh, as many traditional ales as you want. As many as we can take. No arguments there. As many <laughs> as you can take. So, so the last question is usually, if you opened a bar, what would it be called? But we already know it's called the Vat. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. If you could see if, or make one change to the Vat, what, or, or maybe like add something, right? Maybe not a change, but like a next step for the Vat, what would that, okay. what would that be for you? Ooh, I wouldn't change a lot. I would, I would, I would get a new kitchen. I okay. would get a new kitchen because a kitchen was the thing that I never understood how it passed inspections. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was the most disgusting kitchen I think I've ever seen. But look, the beer was good. The people were good. The pool tables were good. The piano was good. The, the bar, poutine the was piano, good. The, the, um, the poutine was good. And the music room with our own stage and the sound system we had was as good as any bar in North America. All, all we need is a, is a damn good chef. And then we got the we got the we need a new kitchen service. we need a new service. kitchen but everything else I would because it's a home body place yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it's for the people it's it's their home I love that it's I their home that. well Duke you have you have uh, outdone yourself thank you again for coming on man it has been a pleasure I Mike I'm sure you feel the same oh absolutely yeah thank you so much and I'm I'm really excited to actually share a drink with you here uh, in a couple days yeah absolutely no well this is my pleasure thank you both for inviting me to be on this podcast and the, and the Duke Kilos do, do we even were, know are they are they having an open bar or, or what's the deal yes they are and I don't all think right. they, I don't think they're going to have Dukeelas but we can ask for them we, I'll, we bring can, the I'll bring the kombucha I'll bring the kombucha we'll bring make it happen <laughs> boys let's cheers one more cheers. time cheers. what a hell of a night what a hell Drink. of a pod happy cheers. to get back rolling again thank you Duke cheers to Canada oh great Canada, Canada. Oh, see you Canada. later <laughs> hey everyone thanks for listening along we really hope you enjoyed the show if you did, we release new episodes whenever we damn well please. A big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We really need the personal validation. If you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp podcast on Patreon. VIPs will always have a seat at the bar. You'll get access to our bonus content, have the chance to vote on new episode content, and receive a 10% discount on all merchandise. If you want to be a big tipper, aka one of our bozels, feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Ramp podcast at gmail.com. Steve and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content, but unfortunately this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along! If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys, we really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So, if you do need some help, please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but 
We really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mike, what kind of cigarettes do you smoke? Uh, the uh, carcinogen, <laughs> the carcinogen type. I'm, I'm actually, I'm planning on quitting as soon as I uh, get back. Um, you know, I've quit several times, and I found that the first cigarette that I smoke when I start smoking again is the one I stick with. So I quit smoking for years, and then I started. Uh, it was actually my grandmother was passing away. She was in hospice, hmm. um, and <coughs> I was there with my family, and I just, I was like, give me a cigarette, you know. Unfortunately, it was a Camel Crush. And oh, then, I, I know the Camel Crush. My <laughs> nephew smokes them. See, I, I'm a I'm a social smoker. I smoke in a social situation. Um, I feel very fortunate that I I don't get addicted to cigarettes. But I you, there are a few people like you because if I could just I'm, be a social like smoker, I, yeah, I can't do that. If I'm smoking, I'm like a broken stove. I mean, it's, it's my bad. my first wife was really pissed off because when we got married. You know, we would we'd have a few drinks and I'd have a cigarette and she'd have, but she could not not have a cigarette the next morning, which for me it was the last thing I wanted. Yeah. Um, so she looked into. She said it's about one percent of the population does not get addicted to tar and nicotine. Really? Yeah, one percent. I've maybe had like fifteen cigarettes in my life. Well, then you you're, know, you're now, in that. You're in that. Every group, now and then, I'll whatever. just be like, "Fuck it, give me one of those." Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had I love fifteen them cigarettes for, in the past. So three I'll hours. have one with you on Friday night. <laughs> Or Saturday. Uh, the good news is... If you're, so if you're I, still smoking. So, I'm not going to quit till I get back from the wedding. I know myself better than that. But, <laughs> so, Heady I quit quiet. smoking. I started smoking again. It was Camel Crushes, and I felt embarrassed, because it's kind of like... I mean, you might as well be vaping at that point. So, I, <laughs> then, I, then I quit smoking again, and then I started smoking again... And that time I was like, all right, I'm going Marlboro Reds this time. Do it. Do it. Marlboro Reds. Do it, baby. (laughs) Do it, baby. Cowboy or nothing. Well, you know, I I smoked the um, American Spirit. Uh, yes, that was his are, old cigarette. Which, which, which fits in with our our kombucha. You know, those are are organic. That's his organic. old cigarette. Okay. And he I, used I to, love this. I love the. He the, used to the say the same reasoning. fucking thing. He used to Every, say the same thing. When so we lived it's together. organic. It's organic. Everything, cancer. everything I do that's bad for me, I try to do it in the in the best <laughs> way. Yes. I love it. I right, love it. No, Mike. I actually, I actually really enjoy smoking uh, an actual tobacco pipe. That's actually when I when I'm not. Smoking cigarettes, I, I'll, I'll smoke a pipe now and then. One really? year when we were living together yeah. for Christmas, he got everybody corncob pipes. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love it because it actually, I don't smoke it a lot, and it smells, it, they call it a room note, and it actually smells really nice. But you so don't you, inhale it, do you? You don't inhale, it's like a cigar, but they smell better than cigars. I you know, can, but, you, but see, my, my nephew and I, we said, what's the point of a uh, cigar? You still get the body high. I mean, you want to inhale. Oh, I mean, no, I, mean, I, disagree. I always I'm like a, to inhale. I'm a big cigar smoker. I love cigars. Uh, I don't like cigars. Oh, for me, man. a lot of it, it's something to do with my hands. You know, I got you. That, okay. That's kind of well, then, then the pipes or cigars are better then for you. Uh, I don't know. For him, it, maybe. Yeah, I no, like the I, inhaling. I, I like to inhale. Yeah, I would. I would argue that pipes and cigars are better than cigarettes because you're not inhaling. And besides, exactly. Like, no, you're right. A, you're right. A, a pipe or a cigar, you're actually smoking just tobacco. Yeah. You know, the, the cigarettes yeah. have so many additives and everything else yeah. in it. So, Mike, I think you just. Uh, I think we just put down the button for the episode right there. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I, you might have to tweak it a little bit, but there's so, there's definitely something there. You ruined it by calling it out, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that.